Welcome to the Mad Trio Podcast. This week we have the California Pariah, Jonathan Charney, Rob the Old Guy. You're listening to the Rob Charney Show. Yeah, it's me. I'm here. And who the hell is that? It's Ryan Preston. Hello. That's, a, that's a tribute to my James. buddy. Yeah, yeah. That's a... it's, it's weird. Now that I'm using my, my new headphones, everything's just a tad bit quieter, except the weeping of some actors who I really enjoyed, all their fans. Uh, the brother of the beaver, Tony Dow, passed away from cancer, um, unfortunately. Uh, this breaks my heart because they were still showing reruns of that when I was a kid. So morning TV had um, Leave it to Beaver, My Three Sons, stuff like that. So I was really sad about that. I mean, you know, yeah. should have been a main character. I actually think... All the Ed- stuff I got to watch as a I, kid. I think Eddie Haskell actually probably made me the saddest when he passed away because he was he was the character that i hated the most and i had the most emotional connection to hating the 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 character and so when he passed on a number of years ago i was really sad about that yeah and david warner actor known for titanic star trek and for me the ninja turtles 2 secret of the ooze passed away at 80 years old wait who david warner you would if you saw him you would you would definitely know, who, know who he is. Uh, I gotta look it up. God damn it! It's W A R N E R, David Warner, and he's hmm. he's done a ton of stuff. Trust me, he you you, you can't see you can't forget oh, his face. Oh shit! This fella. I mean, well, damn, he's been old forever. Hey. <laughs> Well, no, he's he's one of those guys that thirty years ago he looked close to the grave. I mean, he he's yeah, he's, yeah, right. I, I don't know if you guys know who Arn Anderson. He was known as Triple A. He's a wrestler, and in the in his heyday, everybody said he looked forty. He said the greatest thing about my age is now I look how I always have. You know, he said I fit my age. Well, all of his com- fellow compatriots look like they're about ready to die. Oh, talk about ready to die. Ric Flair is officially going to do his last match ever. After nearly dying, having a pacemaker installed, uh, and, and all sorts of other issues, so much so friends have asked him not to, to do it, and he's promised to jump off the top rope at, rope at 73 years old, a man who has been certifiably rode hard and put away wet. That man is going to die in the ring. I can't, <laughs> you know, I can't really blame him. I mean, he's considered probably the greatest modern-day wrestler um, probably one of the, the greatest champions that he was a uh, one of the longest running NWA ro- roving champions of ever. Like, if you actually read some of the stories, it's funny. People would get the belt and routinely ask to have it taken away because the travel schedule is killing them. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I mean, yeah, dude, that's a that's a brutal 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 life i haven't really been a fan of of professional wrestling since i was young um you know mid-teens kind of thing um i was very much the you know when i was a kid it was jake the snake and when i was a teenager it was you know like the rocket just came out and you know mick foley and you know all of those guys um uh you know mick foley was i think it was mankind when i when i caught back up with it and stuff but as much as I'm not a fan of it now, and and it's 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 just become more about the soap opera than than anything else. Um, damn, do I respect that as a profession? 
I mean, these what these dudes put themselves through is ridiculous. And it's 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 funny too because there's so many people who say it's fake, like oh it's fake it's not real until you well you it hit... is the the outcome is fake it, it, the outcome is yeah. predetermined but but I know where you're going with this well I just always thought it was funny because there's wrestlers like people say oh it's fake and the and, and uh, oh what's his name uh, Randy Orton has a great response to that it, you know, if you guys want to find it uh, look it up uh, sorry my headphones are doing something weird. Um, but basically, you know, these guys that like Biggie Langston broke his neck because a move failed. Uh, you take a look at uh, Buff Bagwell; something similar happened to him. These guys are beat up. Hulk Hogan was six eight; he's six four now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I wouldn't say that John Wick is real just because Keanu Reeves does his own stunts. <laughs> yeah, though, let me put it hey, this: that's, that's as close as real as we're going to get. Let, let me put it. I, you th- know this, what? As far as a movie, I'm surprised it got there. <laughs> I would put. I would put. Uh, I'd put a hundred dollars on any top rank wrestler beating the shit out of like <laughs> John Wick in real life, if he was a real character. You know, just because how tough these guys are. I mean, yeah, but I mean, the guy would get shot before he got there. Yeah, probably. Well, oh, yeah, true. So. Do you guys remember Aragon, the movie that came out years ago that basically... Oh, yeah. It was one of those books that everybody has said you got to read until everybody read it and says it rip off a bunch of things. Well, Disney is making a live-action Aragon TV show in the early stages of development at Disney+. Plus. The show will be adopted from Christopher P-A-O-L-I-N-I's popular young adult. Um... I'm actually thinking this might be the perfect way to do this because the movies just sucked. Well, you know, I, I, I'm skeptical these days of the Netflix, Disney Plus, Amazon originals, those sorts of things where they're, I get a real made for TV vibe. Yes. Out of a lot of these things. Now, some of them, it's like, like, hey, Netflix has got a lot of money to throw around and they're not paying these distributors millions and upon millions of tens of millions of dollars to to put the movie out they're just doing it on a digital platform so it costs them nothing ostensibly but so they're able to kind of pass along that hey we're going to give uh, uh uh kevin hart and the rock you know a a five picture deal for millions and millions of dollars so we get the big names but i don't i have not seen the we separated from the shaft very much on on a lot of these. Like the writing seems subpar. Um, the the some of the special effects and stuff are, are are kind of are kind of up there, but some of them are kind of janky. It's kind of hit and miss. But the stories aren't there. It's the kind of stuff I feel like would not have made it through the rigmarole that uh, that that standard Hollywood will put a script through. Now, granted. There's a lot of shitty movies that Hollywood makes, and there's a lot of good movies that get passed over, but there's a dedication when that big of a studio gets a hold of something and they're dedicating X amount of millions of dollars towards a project. Is It's because they believe it's going to, to make money. Okay, I, I, I got a question for you and the old guy. Imagine, say, take it back to the 80s, early 90s, when the distribution platforms were around. Would these movies, you think, be in the theaters? Because don't forget, RoboCop 3 was in the theaters for about a weekend. And well, that has... Yeah. <laughs> so I, it's the question is, is 
Is movies today so polished? And by that, I mean, if you take a look at the Marvel movies, where they're ridiculously thought of, ridiculously formulaic, and you can practically predict them. You know, that's, I, I kind well, of... Well, but you, it, you were able to predict the comic books also, but that's not yeah. the, the, the point is the spectacle. Yeah, I'm just saying, I, I kind of, like, I actually think <coughs> Aragon makes a perfect TV show, because um, the movie was just awful, even though Jeremy Irons is in it. Um, best part of the movie, by the way, was Jeremy Irons. Um, I don't know. I'm excited. I actually like the fact that some of these movies are being released on a streaming platform because it saves me from having to spend money in the theater. Even though if I was the theaters, I might be kind of pissed because they're, 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 I wonder if they're losing money by some of these well, things not being there. After that's, the first that's, what, that's what I'm thinking is they're not, they're not dedicating the the effort to it i think uh some especially some of the netflix stuff that i've seen lately seems very kind of cookie cutter it's just an excuse to get these two actors on screen together again um i'm saying this because i just recently watched one of the chris uh chris chris um kevin hart rock movies um that was just like like okay well this is incredibly generic and an excuse for kevin hart to be kevin hart and the rock to be the rock um, but, uh, it's, um, I don't know. It loses something to me. Like, like I said, it feels like kind of a made for TV sort of a movie. Well, they are. I mean, <laughs> right. All right. So they, you can kind of get, I know exactly what you mean. The feels different and and it's never going to feel like, you know, like you, like you get, uh, and they're not quite as polished. And the budgets yeah. aren't as big, and you can tell. But some of them have been pretty good, as far as I'm concerned. But some I, of them, you I, know, little sleepers here and there. Yeah. To, to be honest, oh, okay. I, actually, I've got to I've got to bring something up. Please finish your point because I'm going to launch into a thing. Um, I uh -oh. kind of like the fact, to be honest, they're kind of unpolished. I'm I kind of prefer a little bit of funk on things today. Because, like, if you look, take a look at the Marvel movies or anything's really being released at theaters, it's ridiculously polished. I'm, well, I agree to a certain extent, but when you're talking about like an action spy movie, I need some goddamn polish. Yeah. Well, I think there's a difference, I, and part of it maybe is because movies today are so clean. Like, if you take you take a look at early '80s movies, the the effects weren't polished really because that technology was around. It's just there's more funk and grit, and everything is so damn clean and so PC. Like, I remember watching movies when I was a kid, and you're like, "Oh, that was stiff," and you know it was done. To, to be maybe a little controversial, but it highlighted the points that it needed to, and it covered everything. I think every today is just so... I think the streaming platforms, I can, I can definitely agree. Some people you can tell are playing, you know, a bit of the woke Olympics and, and things like that, um, which I hate when I can smell an agenda in a movie. I just want you to tell me a story. If the story makes a point, whatever that point might be, and I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, any kind of political side or you know, any, any side of any controversial issue or things like that, but I, any agenda, you know, um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gun advocate, second amendment advocate. And if I can smell a second amendment agenda in a movie, I'm just like, you preachy sons of bitches. I just want to watch a movie. Yeah. Tell me a story. Well, the, no, I, I, I understand that. The one I, I I'm, I'm, I'm that. the one I want to see and I'm waiting to see is top gun. 
because it, it was oh man i hear when, that's just like a go america I'm, well, I'm i'm all aboard with that shit let's go when the top gun first came out i remember reading articles years later talked about how air force actually got higher recruitments like Navy. so much like top gun would find people if they said they had the need for speed because they it's found it so fucking yeah Same. so um I, I'm but looking no, f- dude, that movie is not, it's not an agenda. That's propaganda. That's different, and I'm all in. Well, no, it, well, it's two things. Still, there's still an agenda, because they couldn't make that movie without the United States military saying yes. The agenda yes. is, hey, look how dope this is. You know what the, you know what the agenda <laughs> was? We just want your fucking money. That, that's what it is. That's the straight-up well, agenda. I mean, it's the, it's the, I mean, look, I, I actually just don't like the, the, uh, uh, military paying money to you know uh have military stuff done right before sports games and 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 certain events like that that's that's a recruiting tool you know and i mean look you gotta you gotta get these young men from somewhere and i'm a big supporter of the military but that's kind of a a ham-fisted sort of a sort of a sort of a way to, to to go about it these sorts of things are much more my speed you know give me navy seals with charlie sheen and i'm like hell yeah let's go oh. yeah that's right i really I, I really believe charlie sheen could do a halo jump and oh, survive the way he partied i don't believe it one yeah. second of it but it's still it's it it that's what you want is the, hey. the fantasy going into I could, it. Yes, you don't have to believe it. See, I could, I exactly. could believe Lewis Gossip Jr. flying an F-16 and Iron Eagles more than I could believe Charlie Sheen did half the shit in his movies that didn't involve smoking, drinking, or having coitus. Hey, well, I totally right. bought him in Red Dawn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you had a screed? It's Okay. This, this is a little Real Flicks Reviews territory, and I would have absolutely made you guys watch this. I was not forced to, but uh, uh, a buddy of mine, I'm over at his house a, a weekend a couple weeks ago, and he says, you got to watch this movie. This movie's insane. Just sit here and watch like the first, the first seven minutes of this movie. I'm like, all right, What's, what is it? Yeah. And it's called RRR. It's a Bollywood movie on Netflix. <laughs> okay. Now, no, I have okay. seen a handful of Bollywood movies over the years. Couldn't tell you any particular titles. Um, I'm, I am obviously not versed in the, the popular actors of the... Of the I, but I'm, a, I'm aware of the machine that is Bollywood. Okay. And I'm also aware of the, the style... That goes far beyond like a crouching tiger, hidden dragon, stylized sort of sort of world that they put together. It's far beyond that. I mean, if anybody who saw crouching tiger, hidden dragon thought that the high flying wire stuff dancing across the the, the light branches of trees was ridiculous, <laughs> watch a Bollywood movie, and that looks like a, a, a makes crouching tiger look like a like a demonstration in physics. But but when I watch a Bollywood movie, that's kind of what I'm expecting. So right, me too. What I'm not expecting is any kind of story, any kind of through line. It's all completely disjointed and insane. It feels like a fucking fever dream. So here here my, at the the few I've watched, part of it was my thought is like how much is just cultural that I do not understand, or is there right. purposely not having a story? It's like watching the Nutcracker. There may be a story. I just don't get the method they're telling it. 
No, I, I agree because when I first saw Crouching Tiger, I keep using that as my excuse, but that was the first <laughs> time I saw like the the sort of very Eastern style of, of filmmaking, the high flying wires, the kind of shit that I hate John Woo for. Um, but I really <laughs> respect when it comes from a, a um, you know, like a, like a Kung Fu movie or something like that. Uh, or for cutting the cost of this electric one, vehicles, though, because when you have an electric, I, then you're also going to be hours to, long. to save on gas, but you got to be able to afford it in the first place, right? right? Now we're actually starting what to see the heck is that? The, is good question. Here? I have no idea. Sorry, we had huh? some audio that seemed to be coming through somewhere. That was that weird. Was weird. <laughs> okay, but not as weird as this anyway. movie. So. The movie is weird. <laughs> it's R, R, R. almost three and a half hours long. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, After the first seven minutes, we ended up watching about the next two hours. And then we ended up having to, to start a game with everybody. But um, I ended up going home and watching the rest of this damn thing because, boy, was I invested. <laughs> so I, I got a question for you. Were you sober? As a bird. <laughs> for now, the first two hours. Later, whatever. Then, but uh, then, okay, go on. <laughs> Didn't matter. In it any does case, a little. It doesn't. Trust me. Um, I could not help but to like the shit out of this movie. It's uh, an incredibly complicated and convoluted story that I won't get into, but but easy enough to follow. the The music was like like oddly like specific to the scene that was going on like oh these two people meet i wonder if this will end in betrayal and these are like the lyrics and you're like like wow way to spell it out in song there is at least three full-blown music videos in the middle of this movie um the crazy part is is uh the level of stunt work and special effects was top notch. Hmm. The couple of main actors they got for this thing, for one, are super jacked. Um, and I mean, like, do like really, really incredible stuff. But just, I can't. It's so hard to explain this movie. <laughs> but I would have made you watch it and and defy you to not at least respect it at some level. All right. Well, that's like a challenge, huh, John? We'll have to. Oh, no. It, we'll, I, we'll both have to. Very so, much is a challenge. So, R, what, R, R. so, you know what also sounds like a movie? This story. It's from tweaktown.com. And this is hilarious. I wanted to report it because I was laughing for like 20 minutes after I read right. this. And I'm going to read the headline and just read some of the stories. So this is in science, space, health, and robotics section of this website. NASA says the astronaut, astronauts who masturbate in space can impregnate women very easily. Strict guidelines over alone time in space, mandatory. And, <laughs> what? And here, this is... And okay. This, this is You're like a geez, question... Man. <laughs> this is This is like a question everybody has, but nobody's ever asked. All right. Um, NASA has warned that male astronauts masturbating in space is a major hazard. Female astronauts can get impregnated like sperm is a face hugger from aliens. <laughs> what? That's this is this is why I was laughing because though whoever wrote it, um, the story became a thing from a discussion during Conan O'Brien and his Needs a Friend oh. podcast, who was interviewing a NASA engineer when the topic came to the strict guidelines and alone time and zero gravity. 
During the interview, uh, Brian asked the NASA engineer if porn was set up or, I guess, streamed on the International Space Station. The engineer, who only identified as Smythe, said, no, none of that. O'Brien said, does porn work in zero gravity? It goes everywhere. (laughs) And Smythe explained, three female astronauts could be impregnated by the same man on the same time. Uh, does this guy not know how it works? I, I, his, his, his comment was basically by the description I read of it, imagine what water does in space and just, yeah, it's theoretically possible. It's not, it's not probable, but it is plausible as a, as a, as a, as a hypothesis. So I, I, there's there's Whatever. either going to be a porn of this or this is going to end up in some sort of like B-rated Hollywood movie in a couple of years. Cause I, Probably I, both. You're, now that that's out there, yeah. I, I, I will refer you to, I believe, uh, if I recall correctly, rule number 34 of the internet. Yeah, true. If it exists, there's a porn of it. <laughs> right. I, I just you think you think zero gravity porn doesn't exist. <laughs> it does. I, 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 I have truly never looked into it, to be honest. But when I read this, boy. this, this was like the question every kid tries to ask us uh, an astronaut when the mother like smacks him on the head and said, ask a better <laughs> fucking question. Um, but I, I was reading for a while after that, just because it was like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've read. Wow. In a while. Okay, that's crazy. And so, talk. I was gonna, oh, like, okay, go, you go, go then. I can talk. You about got more to movie. it. Okay. Well, there's another Dungeons and Dragons movie coming out. There's been a handful of movies that have come out over the years, and they've all sucked. The first one I remember was uh, the guy who played the second Jimmy in the Adventures of Lois and Clark, and it's with Chris Pine. Take a look, watch the trailer, see mm. what you think. It looks interesting, and this is the first A-rated actor that's been in one. Yeah, I like Chris Pine. Yeah, um, I play D anD D, and you look like it. <laughs> shut up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got friends who are probably a little more excited about it than I am, or a little more hopeful, I should say. Um, it does look like they're trying to do an adaptation of the play style, which is which is really the only thing that that the different groups of like D anD D players are going to to get on is the way the rules work and you know things like that. Uh, what you roll in certain circumstances um, versus the actual story. The stories are so unbelievably specific to you and your group of friends um, that it's, you have to, if you're going to make it like a D and D movie, you've got to just fall back on the, like the jokes about the mechanics and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, because everybody's story is, is so personal, you know, it it looks like the Sci-Fi Channel made it from the trailer. I'm gonna look okay, look. Well, that, that that's. I'm just gonna leave it there. Added to the list of you gotta you know. Let's just try five minutes of it, and if you go further, then good good on it. I'm gonna see it, but it looks awful. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, is this, hey, is, I was a fan of Dragonheart when I was a kid, so there you go. Which one? So this is the first one. What am I, an asshole? You really want me to answer that? <laughs> I'm not the asshole that watched the second one. Let's just say that. Oh, okay. I've seen all three. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh-oh. Any <laughs> moving away from movies for a moment. <laughs> so let's say you survive a helicopter crash. What would you expect to happen after that? 
um, how quickly after the crash, like I wake up and I'm dangling from a seatbelt or yeah, I, I need to have crickets after that one. Right. I kind of want uh, sad, but I'm just but wondering no, all right. what so, stage I am. Yeah. If, if, yeah. Have so, I been rescued already? No, you survived it. All right. So you, sur- you survived the crash. So his feet are on the ground. Yeah. yeah. And you are on the ground now. <laughs> Imagine this though. You're, you're, you're in Siberia. Oh, hell no. All right. And then the story but you still survived the crash. But, but here's the part that gets a little odd. <clears throat> the rescuers find the charred remains of the helicopter and just pieces of the three people that survived it because they were eaten by the yeah. bears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say something tells me I'm not going to want to have survived this this <laughs> helicopter crash. I, see, I was. It's like I was about. I was oh man, make... I'm sure glad. I'm sure glad I survived this crash. Oh God, I wish I had died. This yeah. Crash. <laughs> like, I, I, it's like, oh, no. <laughs> one of them was probably a geek uh, and, and 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 saw one of those bears. It's like, oh, Luke Skywalker, uh, you know, survived in a tauntaun. Let's cut it open. Then the, the the bear came closer and ate him. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean. Yeah, unfortunately, this actually happened. It actually happened. No, I'm good. I'm like, oh, thanks. There's there's a lot of shitty things that involve being eaten by bears. Remember that that documentary? You by like 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 your feet and ass first. You know what I mean? Like they don't even go for the throat like a big cat would. Like you're you're getting your guts eaten while you're sitting there staring at it. I've got people whatever they have in their mouth. That's not good. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's all uh, bad. <laughs> mm, boy, I tell you, I'm sorry for those people. But... I mean, we're talking civilian or military. Civilian. Yeah. Oh, civilian. no, that's just yeah. bad. Yeah. I know. By, by the stories I've heard from Ukraine, I'd say the same thing about the military, considering half of them or more than half have uh, been uh, voluntold. I mean, well, you know, yeah. Oh, well, you mean constrict? Conscripted. Conscripted, yeah. yeah. Voluntold. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I heard a, <clears throat> I talked about being volunteered to be military service. I heard an interview with a, his name's Road Dog. I don't remember what his real name is. He's a wrestler. He was in the first Gulf War and he talked about, <clears throat> you know, he's out there with his buddies and he was the, 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 the squad leader. And this like thousand people just raised their Afghanistan's raised their hand and said, you know, like, take me to your leader. And so he, they, I was going to say, didn't like nine people get into actual combat during the first Gulf War? Like, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I just remember I know the, it was more than that. I'm just, you know, the story's pretty funny. Uh, he got to the base and he said they had to line everybody up and search and make sure they're not taking weapons. And he said it was, it was kind of weird. Just go to the base and you say, yeah, I've got like, you know, these four guys or six guys. Like, yeah, I've got at least a thousand people. And so the guy didn't blink his eye, said, just process them. So the guy yeah. said, yeah, this has been happening all day long. Yeah. 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 There was a, there was a lot of people giving up in, in that one from what I understand. And a lot of, a lot of bored Marines just like, are we going to get to like do anything? <laughs> well, that's never a good thing when Marines get bored. I mean, overkills underrated. You know what I'm saying? So let's <laughs> oh. send a half a million fucking people for something that takes 42 guys. Having not been there, I'm not going to comment. So. No, me neither. And I'm just talking <laughs> shit anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know nah, I, sure. I know people who are, uh, who are Marines because there's no such thing as a former Marine. I'd say they're all nuts. And I, I. Did you know Sylvester Stallone didn't have any rights from Rocky? Oh, really? Because he, I wasn't read... he the writer and director? He didn't have any of the actual. 
right? Yeah, this one right here is from uh, it's from ninety three ninety four point three Light FM, but apparently the uh, let's see, Robert Chaff. Hold on, I had it. The after fifty years associated with the Rocky franchise, Stallone publicly called one of the series uh, series two original producers parasitical and accused him of keeping him from passing on some rights to the character to his children in his uh, series of Instagram posts. Basically, he's saying, come on, let me have some of the rights so I can pass down to the kids because you guys will always make money on this. Um, and originally, I guess the story is, is he sold his dog, finally sold the script, bought his dog back, and you know he, he wrote it in a couple of days. His daughters, I think, have a podcast with him, and he talks about what he went through to actually sell the script. And I'm surprised he doesn't mm. own the rights, or at least some of it. I'm yeah, that's shocking. Well, probably at the time you have to do what you have to do, and that yeah, was probably yeah. the way to get it made. So yeah, for sure, it. right? Understood. Oh, while Stallone created hey, you the Rocky, be a star, don't you? <laughs> well, while Stallone created the Rocky Balboa character and played him in every movie to date, he was not a producer in the original film in '76, and in fact was never credited on any of the films until the first and Creed and Oath uh, 2015. The Upton Creed 3 is the first movie of the franchise. He will not be in it. Wow. Crazy. The Creed, so, that's that's first, weird that that's been passed on to another generation with like a different actor and shit. I think that's really, I don't know. I thought that was cool. I really liked the first one. I haven't seen any of the other ones. I loved how they handled it. Like the one before that when, when you know, his wife died and all. I don't know. I thought it was kind of neat how he became... Uh, the Mick character. I was kind of hoping that was what he would become, but I also don't well, blame. It's a really terrific movie. I mean, uh, the the guy wrote what he knew, you know, and he wrote it really, really well. Um, you know, I, he's a he's a big dumb guy from from Philadelphia. You know, he didn't write a, a Rhodes Scholar from you know Massachusetts. He wrote a big dumb guy from Philadelphia, and so you're saying and, it's an autobiography. Nailed it. No, I'm saying it just it absolutely played to his strengths, like <laughs> Schwarzenegger being cast initially as a robot. The guy already kind of acted like a robot because he barely knew English at all. Well, let, let's be so honest. His weird line readings actually did him a favor. What well, was that? You mean that was like one of the first roles he actually got to speak because he didn't get to speak in Hercules in New York. That, that's what I'm saying. You know, is it was just like a like a like a great starting role. Like here, you don't have to be a good actor. However, you read the, if you read these lines all stupid and monotone, it's actually working. So I, you talk about that. I read something a while ago that made me laugh. Apparently, Schwarzenegger's accent makes him sound like a country bumpkin to people who speak German or Austrian. I don't remember <laughs> yeah. which one. So apparently, when it was released over to where he's from, somebody else dubbed it because nobody could believe yep. a hick was a robot killer. Yeah. Um, anybody have any other stories? I found a, another one I find interesting. Um. I I don't have a story, but I, I did have a, uh, a, a question for you guys. Uh-oh. Sure. Um, shoot. Uh, and cover. And especially for, for, for Rob, because Rob, uh, you've <laughs> taught uh, concealed carry classes for many years now, right? Mm, yeah, almost 40. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Where do you fall on carry position? You're talking about. Physical, like, yeah, physical, like like appendix carry yeah. or like a like a four o'clock, five o'clock, six yeah. o'clock carry. Where, what's what's your what's your general school so, of thought? But, on this? And so everybody's got a, a comfort level that's different. And one of the sure. things you find out when you're carrying uh, is that comfort becomes critical 
uh, least you go ahead and display to people the fact that you're carrying by fidgeting with it, by right, right, moving right. it around, by lifting your shirt, whatever right. it may be. So, Which, you know, if I'm not mistaken, is illegal. But certainly not uh, not something you want to do. It's not necessarily illegal, but it's it's uh, certainly not nothing good because, you know, let's say if you're in a public place and you're doing that and some mother looks over and they're seeing you lift your shirt up and sees the gun all of a sudden they go screaming crazy he's got a gun and yeah and yeah things go downhill from there sure. so you know <laughs> so, <laughs> i've not been a fan of uh two major ways uh, appendix carry is just not my thing but i know some guys seem to, to like that and ankle holsters just oh i mean that's just i mean let me let me reach four feet for my gun you know that's that's always impractical what what about the old detective special (laughs) i remember when i was younger you going on a scree about bozos that carry in the old uh shoulder the the sling oh the the shoulder holster is the dumbest thing of all time surprisingly enough it's actually very comfortable and the biggest comfortable but it's impractical from a draw standpoint because it's flexible in your armpit so you have to have that that leather tight in order to to draw without getting resistance well there's a lot of different shoulder holster styles and designs the the one i had actually worked very well and uh so i i found it you know pretty quick to get to here's the problem though like most guys is that if you're going to go either the weather's hot or you go inside a building somewhere where the air conditioning isn't strong enough the first thing you're going to want to do is take your jacket off right right so uh, it, it's not very practical. Let's put it that way, unless you're law enforcement. My my sure. my favorite ridiculous one to carry, I've watched a number of these shows that talk about on YouTube, like these carries, and they have one for women that actually fits on the strap between the two cups. Mm-hmm. And they, they actually have this, yeah. this mechanism that hits there, and you can hold your gun there. And that was the one that was funny, because this woman, you know, this, 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 they give you these fake, these fake scenarios. So this woman's reaching under all her shirts, trying to pull it off, and so it's it's a lot like appendix carry for for women for men where you know that you lift your shirt way up and you you pull it out well the same thing for women they lift their shirt out and they pull the gun out now having taught a lot of women and and showing this design there's not been a single woman that's ever said oh i can't wait to get that yeah it's always been (laughs) no way in hell because not only are they going to get a charge of potentially shooting somebody they're going to get an indecent exposure charge while they're at it I mean, you know, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a problem for for a future you, you know. Yeah. Time to you got to make sure there's down. a future you. A radiation shower will pour throughout your town. Hands over your head. Deep low to the ground. Time to duck and cover. The bombs are coming down. Did you just play the duck and cover theme? Yes, I've been doing it randomly throughout the show. Holy shit. <laughs> So why the question out of curiosity? Yeah, you know what, a buddy of mine and I were we're kind of we're kind of debating the the you know functionality of them uh, and, and, and things and yeah. um and obviously I think we we sort of just fall on uh, fell on you know uh, with comfort comes consistency you know is um, you know as my golf mantra right. um and you know it, it is kind of whatever makes you comfortable and and a lot of that kind of depends on the holsters I haven't gone through a shit ton of options right. um. And I don't carry concealed, but, you know, just having friends who who do and, you know, ranges and, you know, stuff like that, shooting with friends. I've, I've tried a handful of them over the years, um, but not as many, you know, when people I've known people who go out and they're like, I'm going to go get a new holster. We'll try like 90 different holsters. Sure. You know, absolutely. 
with any of us that have carried for any period of time, you end up with about 90 different monsters <laughs> in, yeah. in hunt for, you know, the most comfortable the one, one, right? right? And it, it, it's probably no, it's like no pair of shoes is the most comfortable in the world ever. But, yeah. you know, it's the same kind of thing. So I, I but I'm pretty much fond, of, you know, carrying on strong side, whatever. And, and generally the cant depends on the gun that you're carrying. Sure. So, yeah, I, I've uh, always been an appendix carry fan personally mm. um I, I i like the 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 motion the only thing that i found that i or that i can think of really that would depend situationally i suppose is you know okay shots start ringing out i'm not law enforcement or military my reaction to gunfire is probably going to be like oh shit duck you know what i mean and now i'm in this like hunch position i've got to kind of <laughs> straighten my whole ass yeah. body out again yeah. to draw a pistol um, so I kind of like the, the, the four o'clock kind of just, you know, right behind the hip, but I know guys who carry early one guy rather who carries straight small of his back, like a mm -hmm. six o'clock. And I'm like, dude, that's a lot of movement, you know, mm -hmm. to get back there, your hands got to make a big ass trip all the way around. Right. And then right. bring it back around to the, to the front. Yeah. I like that from an, from an appendix standpoint, I probably should be thinner, um, but I've known fat guys who carry appendix very efficiently, uh, draw straight up, and I'm already in a low ready. Mm -hmm. As soon as I, as soon as the the pistol leaves a, a holster, I'm in a low ready, and all I got to do is kind of punch out. So yeah. I, the most un, unrealistic one, but it looks like the most comfortable is Vin Diesel's carry in Babylon AD, where it's just basically on his chest. Oh yeah, that's the good old tactical vest, you know, style. <laughs> like that—that that looks like the best, but I just, you know, the, the amount of it printing is, that. But does. try, try, try carrying that. <laughs> right. Seal fire. It's not going to happen. Right. And we is. go to the grocery store with a yeah. with a you know. No, what you what yeah, you yeah, what you get on your chest? I what you right. gonna do? You, know, you get I mean, if anything, go like Blackbeard and put like six of them. <laughs> no, what you got to right. do is you're going to go to your you're going to carry a button up shirt. You're right. Just going to wear this button up shirt, and when when shit goes down, you're going to do the superhero rip. Just pop the shirt. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And and All hopefully the buttons are going to go flying. And hopefully the gun doesn't go flying with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, okay. So hopefully that answers your question. <clears throat> I'm, yeah, I'm, it's one of those I'm, I'm curious on everybody's uh, uh, preference. Sure. Yeah. I'm, pr I'm pretty easy on most of my students. It's like I said, it's pretty much, you know, and you mentioned behind the back and, and for a while there, there's been a few television shows where they showed the, the people carrying them there. And one of the, one of the worst things I tried that, and it's like, how do you sit in a chair with a back yeah. of any kind and have that thing pressing into the small of your back. And if you have any kind of back issues at all, it just makes it worse. So yeah. nah, it's not anyway, so much for that. <laughs> so I, I did want to talk about, I've, I've known a number of diabetics and I have a God rest his soul, a good friend, former co-host of real fix reviews pass away because of uh, complications of diabetes and why insulin after being around for roughly over a hundred years, why is it still expensive? Uh, a lot of people end up spending an insane amount of money a month, especially for type one on insulin. Uh, this gentleman by the name of Alec had type one di diabetes. The 26 year old had been recently removed from his parents' health insurance and was about $300 short of the 1,300 he needed to pay for his <sighs> insulin and medication. Um, and that's, that's super not uncommon. Um, now, there's different types of insulin that people use. There's like quick acting. So a lot of people will say, if you don't have the money, go to Walmart and you'll get like quick acting. It's not as good as, like, as some of the other stuff you can get. 
And it's not uncommon for diabetics because they can't afford it to skip um, their shots, which by the way is lethal. You can build up what's called ketoacidosis, which is basically your body starting to shut down. And this, this report from NBCnews.com asked, why the fuck is it so expensive in the United States and it's cheaper in other countries? One of the things is called evergreening, according to this article, where basically the, the drug companies make small improvements over time. And so it basically stays that expensive level. Um, some drug companies do offer discounts and et cetera, et cetera. So the government, <laughs> first time I remember hearing about this, I think it was under Trump. I think Obama even talked about it. But why is insulin so expensive and why haven't politicians and people done more to stop it from being expensive? Because this is life-saving. I mean, dude, I mean, I that's one of those things I feel like should be like the cost of cold medicine. You know, like, like what's a bottle of Dimetap run? I mean, and you know, like that's a, and especially for type one, I mean, I mean, look, I'm not a doctor. I don't, I don't have a Hippocratic oath, but even just from a personal standpoint, um, you know, people get discriminated against with type two diabetes because it's, you know, a lot of times brought on by, you know, diet, lifestyle, things like that. Um, and that's sad because I mean, like, like, Hey man, I like tacos too. Okay, like, and it's <laughs> no it, shit. It can it can be honestly. Uh, I know somebody who got uh, diabetes basically from a cold. It got a really bad cold, ended up turning into diabetes. Talking to this person's mom, it said pretty much what happened is the doctor told her at the time. I don't know if it's apocryphal now. That basically said, yeah, if you get sick enough and your body has that whatever mechanism, he said you can get it from an extremely bad cold. And mm. type two diabetes, I think, can just happen. I think you can be. I mean, able... sometimes, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's probably a lot of a lot of different little mechanisms for it, you know, throughout your life. Uh, people at higher yeah, risk than others. Yeah, sure. Part it's of like, it. Part of it also because I got older. <laughs> I'm pre-diabetic, and one of the things that I was never taught, and this sounds ridiculous, was how to eat. Like my comfort food is yeah. give me all the stodgy, give me pasta, give me heavy stuff. That's always yeah, been yeah, my yeah. my comfort food, and. Um, I, COVID basically caused my pre-diabetes to go into overdrive because that's, I was fucking eating pastas and breads and, you know, like everything I, I COVID, wait a minute, let me get this right. COVID cost you to, made you eat pastas yes. and bread. Because it, it because just, life was that's so a new shitty. side effect of yes. COVID no, I didn't I'm, know about. I, I, no, it absolutely is. You should have seen the COVID <laughs> with the gun to my head <laughs> telling me to eat all that shit too. Yeah. It's like a mob, dude. This yeah, it's got to be done. That's I, Boy, no wonder we got to get this stuff quickly. Thugs, I'm telling yeah. you. We're going to yeah. run out of pasta soon if that keeps up. Yeah, Jeez. it was, you know, so I, I'm being a little silly, but it was the fact <laughs> that, you know, it just, it was my comfort food because I couldn't go anywhere, couldn't do anything. Being outside, you'd have some jackass saying, you need to wear a mask when it's a fucking windy day. So all this, this stuff. And so you needed comfort food. And I actually know a lot of people who gained weight, had other issues. And so for me, one thing I was never taught in school was how to eat. Like how to actually, what your body needs and everybody's body's different. Some people can oh. handle more carbs than others. Dude, and that was our whole generation's, uh, 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 understanding of diet from when we were kids is bullshit. Yeah. We were failed. Well, that, like, that's that food pyramid that they right. came out right with, right? That's and what that, I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. it's, in, it's, it, I mean, you look at it now and you're like, holy shit, are you kidding? Like, I mean, even from just a cursory understanding of a halfway decent diet, you look at that sure. now and you're just like, this is psychopathic. So 
what what ended well, up it's, it's changed generations generations after generations it changes and the whole idea behind it changes and as science gets better we learn a little bit more of some yeah of it. And, and i that's get it's partly pretty, it that's i get it's a it. pretty dynamic thing but i mean you know yeah what we were taught and what is uh what is generally considered to be universal knowledge because there's a lot of fringe stuff when it comes to diets but just the base like you break it down to six things or whatever that people all agree on like none of that was was mentioned and it's 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 so what i did the reason i mentioned this was partially diabetes partially is um because of diet and it's it's the things i'm following right now for personally and i just for me it was it came down to like I actually bought an app. I actually had to learn how to eat. So after doing a crash course of diabetes and eating, and by the way, there's a fuckload of FUD. If you're out there and you're, you're trying to figure out what you can and can't eat, talk to your doctor and find actually something that that's not like shit. Cause there's so many sources of bad, bad juju when it comes to what you can and can't eat basically comes down to carbs and sugars. But, um, I found an app. And basically I started measuring my food. And then from there, I actually learned how to eat. I, I think somehow we need to do something in society. It's like, Hey, you can choose to eat how, what you want, but this is what's actually recommended. Cause right. They don't. And do Hey, that. and, and even just like a, Hey, look, if you're going to eat like shit, at least do this a couple of times a week or, you know, like, like, <laughs> like, please, if you're going to, if you're just going to go a ham on the Hagen Doss and, and McDonald's, just <laughs> Throw at least these couple of like base things in there. I don't. It, it was yeah. Every now and then, eat a green vegetable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 There's <laughs> there's the bane of my existence, man. God, oh, my man. diet sucks so bad. <laughs> oh man, I love. I that's the one thing I actually fell in love with my diet. I eat more vegetables now than I ever have. Like vegetables and meat. That's pretty much all I eat. And. That's right. We got to get rid of all the carbs. It's yeah. the carbs that were killing us. <clears throat> Refined sugars, man. Yeah. Well, carbs and sugars, and that's the whole reason our diets are so bad here. One, one of the main reasons is economics. It's cheap to eat right. carbs. Oh, right? my God. I mean, right. Like, so you, you, you talk about that. Like, I use, I buy a lot of my bulk vegetables from Sam's Club, you know, one of the, find your big box store. It's where I buy it. The price for vegetables has gone up like tenfold. Well, how can it not? I mean, you know, between inflation and fuel costs and everything else, going, how can it not? I mean, yeah. that, that's the whole thing. It, everything's going crazy right now and got to expect, again, it's back down. Uh, what, what's cheaper to transport? Carbs, flour, wheat and stuff, or yeah. vegetables that perish or, you know, your, your fruits yeah. and all the good. a lot more to transport. Yeah, and not everybody has access to a farmer's market. You know, no, where no. you can go get the local sourced, you know, kind of stuff. I mean, if you do great, you know, it's actually a lot of the times more inexpensive, but you've got to have the time, you know, and you're, we're talking it's about an effort, a budget, right? It's an effort. And it's the, seasonal. And it's seasonal. Right. And yeah. it's seasonal. So, yeah, there, there's a lot more to it. So, yeah, you give a single mother a choice. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, it, it's going to be like, hey, look, I can feed my three kids on meal from x you know fast food joint or whatever or just this bulk sort of thing um and and that's what they're gonna go for you know yeah i did hear about blame them. i i did hear no, about something near us it's about an hour plus or minus that uh, somebody at my work actually talked about basically there's a farm and you can actually go to it and you pay by the 
the bucket type of thing. So you can just pick as much as you much as you want of what's ever there from the field, and it's it's you you pay pennies on the dollar. Aren't aren't you an hour away from everything? I feel like you're an hour away from your mailbox. I almost yeah almost. almost. I'm in the process of trying to sell my house, which, by the way, selling a house in California is a giant pain in the fucking ass. <laughs> well, in this market now, I mean, it's back to timing again, and all of a sudden, inflation and interest rates are going crazy, and yeah. then, you know, the, the the fire went out of it. Yeah, it's I, a buyer's I, market now instead of a seller's market. It, yeah, it, it, and then it, also uh, uh, the worst time to buy a car you can possibly imagine. Holy yeah. shit. If you, you talk about that, if you want to see amazing inflation, go to the Facebook marketplace and look up used vehicles. I'm always looking for yeah. some sort of project vehicle. And I've seen the prices skyrocket. I saw a high-end top-of-the-line Ford selling for $159,000. Good grief. And I, I don't know if this was like, I don't know if they put any extras in it, but I'm thinking for $159,000, it better do more than what it's doing. Yeah. I don't know why you buy a used vehicle for that kind of money when you can just go order yourself a new one for that yeah. kind of money. You could buy a high-end, top-of-line, every gizmo gadget plus aftermarket parts for a car, for a top-of-line Corvette for that amount of money. And I swear, I mean, for like from my point of view and a lot of people I know, I just want something that's going to work forever, man. Yes. Like <clears throat> just that, that car that you bought in the 80s that worked like through high school and I mean – I don't know if those exist anymore, and if they do, that's the one I want to buy. You know, the yeah. stuff that's relatively easy to fix, but nothing seems to be that anymore. No, it can't be. So, it's just between governmental regulations and everything else that's out there, you, you just can't. It's, so, it just doesn't I want I have. It, I have a million-dollar idea, and it's free to anybody who can do this. I, rich, oh, I came right, up right. with an idea for a modular car, and this sounds ridiculous, but you buy the body, and the engine is a module, the stereo, like everything. Basically, you're putting the car together, and if you need to replace the engine, it's X amount of money, and it's something that you could just pop in and pop it's out a like Lego a battery car. pack. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, there's, there's too many things that get connected to too many different things. And if the amount see, of wiring that's got to go through the body just to get your headlights or your taillights to work, you know? Well, there's some pre-wiring done, but you know what's amazing is how much of that wire is existing in your car currently. Like, I had a car that I wanted to buy the fog lights. The fog lights were already there, the wiring. All I had to do was pop off the cover and plug everything. And there's a good amount yeah. of stuff that's already there. And talk about what's already there that you guys really need to pay attention to is our sponsor, Audacity. Today's show is brought to you by Audacity. Audacity. The gamer dignity is overrated. Go to O. D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y.com. That's O. D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y.com. Pick up a card game from this <clears throat> website or selected stores. That's Audacity, the unforgettable party game for mischievous people. I, I, I tried to get... Haven't re-recorded that one yet, huh? No. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta I, 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 I tried to get Melanie on again, but she heard the drop and was just so embarrassed. and <laughs> Can't blame the no, poor... A new mom, it's, it's hard to get her to... She can't keep her eyes open past four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, she's uh, right now coming up with the baby version. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Just taking notes all day. Right. Yeah. It's like the 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 you might be a redneck jokes, but a but in game form. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I gotta say, you know, for for buying a car, the best, the cheapest car I probably purchased. There's two, but actually buying a fleet car is probably one of the best ideas I've ever had. 
you know, Buying from a fleet car. Yeah, like Hertz. You know, one of those Asus. Oh yeah, Texas. my my boss does that. He goes Enterprise. Yeah, for like our work vans. Because that my, uh, that's my work that's what truck that we picked up for around here was a was a uh, Hertz. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they generally go like low blue book. You know, they put enough miles on them and. Yeah, well, they're starting to open up again because, you know, we had a shortage. We, I guess we still kind of have a shortage of, on vehicles because of chips and other problems going on. COVID mm. hurt that as well. And so uh, I was reading an article recently that Hertz and Enterprise both were not selling their vehicles off as quickly as they had yeah. been because yeah. of that. Right. We, uh, he used to get them for like around like like 40,000 miles and they would just sell them. Mm-hmm. Now it's like 65,000 miles. Yeah. Um, so they're not selling them as quick. They're keeping them with longer miles on them. Um, yeah, because they, they obviously they got to replace them and they cost more. Right. My, when right. I bought my car, it had like forty nine thousand eight eighty eight type of thing on it. It's like I drove it off the parking lot, and it was like you know five hundred and fifty thousand uh, miles. But funny is Ford only has a thirty thousand mile um, uh, warranty. So I'm thinking it was probably because the extra wear and tear that you need to replace that they're just like fuck it. it when it gets close to forty, you know, forty nine, fifty thousand, just sell the thing. Yeah, I mean, well, probably some algorithm back in the day decided like that's when we can no longer really truly guarantee this thing works. Something might go wrong, and we don't want to strand our yeah customer base and stuff. And and I bought, hey, you know, the the older cards, the fifties and sixty era cars. I mean, if you had a car that was forty fifty thousand miles, it was ready to junk. (laughs) Everything was falling apart. Engines were blowing up. I mean, so. We've come a long way. I mean, things last much longer than they used to in reality. And yes, I I still love my older cars, but at the same time, I understand the fact that technology wasn't what it is now and things wore out and you had to work on them more often. And this was the way it was. I would still, I had an Acura, I had an 03 TL that I actually bought in 05 and would still have it if it wasn't the fact the transmission blew up every 50,000 miles. I mean, that's a problem. Expensive problem. Yeah. Yeah, very expensive. It's like five grand easy. Yeah, about probably for a Yeah, no, right. well, yeah, and so uh, I actually bought a middle of the road hybrid, which is still stupid expensive. But yeah, if you get one from one of these Hertz rental car places, if you can, you can get really good deals. And the best thing about it is there's no haggling. It is what it is. Right. Um, yeah. A little thing that I did, though, that the old guy mentioned is get pre-approved from whatever loan place you want to go through. It's especially when the rates are going up, it'll save you time. Yeah, it gives you options, too. So the, that kind of stuff. Spe- you know, speaking of stuff like that, did you know that uh, the FBI came out and found out that um, there's possibly Chinese technology in interdispersed in Midwest areas on cell towers and other things that could disrupt our ability to launch our nuclear missiles. Why am I not surprised? Everything, you know. most of our military stuff, the chips are made in Taiwan. Like I think 90% of it. So I'm not surprised. Oh, wait, it's is a that Chinese... what you think that's legal? Is it? It doesn't have to be U.S. manufactured. Uh, I don't know about the chips. Depends uh, on what the definition know. of is, is. Yeah. Yeah. It's back to that area depending because well but taiwan would be considered a uh, ally so i don't think that's a problem but chinese that's a problem and uh i guess it's that hawa equipment and it's been found in a lot of cell towers and areas and apparently it has oh, huawei 
Uh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it. I guess it has a, uh, they found some of this equipment. It has the ability to block signals and disrupt our uh, our cell towers, as well as send out uh, things that could literally block our ability to launch missiles. I mean, something tells me our ability to launch missiles is better than our their ability to stop it. Hmm. Um, I mean, the types of places that we so. have missile silos are not places where you're going to get near with a chip to put in a cell tower. Well, but you got to remember how far far the cell towers and things go. I mean, this was literally, let me look at it. It's an FBI report that came out. Uh, and it goes all the way back to the Obama administration trying to stop this equipment from being uh, installed. Oh, yeah. No, a lot of people so, have been been really wary of the Huawei stuff for a long yeah. time now. Yeah. So it, it goes back. But apparently it's still, as of uh, six months ago, according to this headline I'm reading here, um, <laughs> still in a, a lot of equipment out there. Yeah, I've got nothing against the the people and citizens of China, but their government is fucking batshit, like scary kind of batshit. Well, I mean, I'd be honest, if we found a way of doing the same thing in China, we would probably be doing probably. it. Probably. Right? You I know, mean, let's, yeah. Don't forget what we did to the Iranians with their... Turn about their, is fair play. That's right. So It's so I weird. Mean, we, we just, it, it's so we just weird, have to though. be on the ball to make sure we catch this stuff. If if you look at their society is, is very odd. If you take a look like their social credit score, by the way, I don't know if 100% what I'm talking about is true. I've read sources, but mileage may vary. It's like the social credit score, the internet censoring, all of it is turning into some 1980s, 1970s dystopian future. I'm waiting for like the last forest to be launched in outer space. Um, it's, so, <laughs> it's so fucking weird. Like how odd it is like with social credit score i've read that if you uh if you don't meet whatever criteria is you can't buy certain tickets you can't get out of the city you can't buy certain foods i heard stories of covid mileage my very that they were welding people's doors shut and not giving yeah, them yeah, food like fences around stuff and yeah it's 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 fucking crazy and and dystopian like crazy yeah and and you hear people saying oh the U.S. is doing this U.S. is doing that it's like bitch nobody's welding my door shut yeah 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 right yeah. you know I heard another one just just recently about uh, women who uh, were getting up in age and they wanted to freeze their eggs uh, so that maybe later on somebody could have a, a child from there and this is in China and uh, the Chinese say no you can't do that unless you're married whoa. It's like, what? Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, there are a lot of things that they do that we would kind of go, huh? And it's, and yeah. it's I'm going, huh? And a lot of that's just hidden agenda stuff, you know, like yeah. uh, they, they've got some generational sorts of plans going on. You know who's really loving all of this, though? Any spy over the age of like 50, they're like, hell yeah, I miss the Cold War so much. <laughs> like, a, let's get back into some good was that? espionage. Yeah. <laughs> there was a TikToker. There's a, if you guys are on TikTok, by, which, which by the, hello, hello, Chinese. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. There was huh? a, a TikToker uh, and it was a lady, her gra dad or grandfather was a spy and people would like message him and ask questions and it was, I wish I remember the name of it because it was super interesting, the shit he would say. Like, what would you do if blank happened? And he would, you know, oh, bend over and kiss your ass goodbye. And this guy was a legit spy. I don't know why you would be comfortable saying that you were a spy, but um, it's super fascinating because now some of these spies are actually starting to tell their stories of some of the shit they did that they can. 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a, there's, there's a lot of guys that have kind of, kind of gone public with some of that. I mean, you know, they're, they're pretty cagey about a lot of things, but you know, like they, they get, they get into a lot of interesting hypotheticals and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, like my favorite one is the Xerox. Look, I think it was the, the Russian embassy where they figured out that how you can actually take two copies of stuff. Like they would like get a digital copy of like whatever this Russian guy was doing and the maintenance guy would come in every once in a while and take out Oh Whatever. yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, we we've been very clever with a lot of this stuff. Oh, the yeah. problem is that these other countries are just starting to catch up. And that's the oh, problem. it's always been that cat and mouse, you know, kind of yeah. thing. I mean, this is where we got all of our. This is where James Bond was created. You know, how many yeah. amazing spy movies love the Cold War kind of era because it was just everything was kind of lo-fi. It was all about <laughs> boots on the ground. You know, nowadays a spy movie is a guy literally sitting in front of his computer just. By by yeah exactly. But still, my favorite comment about James Bond was by a guy who worked for the CIA. Said if James Bond was real, he'd be the worst spy ever. Worst spy ever. ever. That's right. Womanizing piece of shit. Is I mean, really? I mean, how many times has that guy's life been saved by pure dumb luck? Exactly. well, yeah, that's I what just... made the movies entertaining. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. Radiation shower will pour throughout your town. There we go again. Hands over your head. Deep low to the ground. Time to duck and cover. The bombs are coming down. You know. You got to get more material, Jim. I've, uh, yeah. I've often said if there was the nuclear war, you know, going to happen, I hope the bomb hits me in the forehead. <laughs> yeah, we've said that multiple times in the show. Yeah. We keep bringing this stuff up. Or, You're absolutely right. I, I, you know, or just like so far away from me that the fallout is will never happen. But I live in California, so that there's a chance that some particular countries that don't like super liberal areas are going to nuke my Well, state. the only thing that like something like Sacramento, San Francisco, Los Angeles have is um, the... Uh, the, the 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 terror war you know the um demoralization tactics right, of like right. we're gonna demoralize everybody by bombing big cities take the we, fight right out of people that's well, the and, only and tactical that, advantage they, they can't they hit can't, their major infrastructure where it's being right. like sacramento would be you know it's the head of the state so you're going to take out capitals and you're well, gonna, sure you know, so do that but you know depending on how many nukes you got you're going to go after norad uh oh, sac yeah. and you know those there kinds of military stuff I'm yeah. a taxpayer in California. I'm already demoralized. You guys just skip <laughs> knocking California out. Plus, I'm a homeowner in the middle of the wor- one of the worst fire seasons. So you can, you yeah. know. But the uh, problem is, though, is we're disgruntled with guns. <laughs> like, I just like, hey. like, like, I mean, fuck around and find out. Come on in, Russia. Let's go. And, you know, <laughs> everyone just loading up magazines like, you know what, man? I had a shitty day at work today. It's going down. That was what that was one of my favorite things during the Cold Wars was just like, there's nothing more angry than a, than a hick, <laughs> than a disgruntled redneck. It's like, you know, you could hit California when nothing happened. But once you cross the, red, the Mason-Dixon line, you're going to have some fucking issues. No kidding. So and I, I mean, I, dude, I think that people would have issues coming into California, you know, and then they they're like, wow, man, I can't believe those Californians. Americans are pretty tough. Then they get to Texas and they're like, oh, no, this is tough. This is a different they're playing a different game. We, we got we got to wind it up because we're, we're over time. But my question is, if whoever decides to invade Los Angeles County, where do you think they're going to have the most issue? I mean, South Central. <laughs> OK, so my that's what I was thinking about. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, do you guys... I mean, at least one apartment will give us some shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, do you have any stories or any comments to, to round out the, this week's Mad Trio podcast? <laughs> Nothing I'm going to do in 30 seconds. So, ladies yeah, and gentlemen, me do too. me a I've, favor. I've got something that's really chapping my hide about California today, but that's going <laughs> to Ladies and gentlemen, do me a favor. Make sure you check out our sponsor, Audacity. That's O-D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y.com. Hopefully I said that correctly. Use Mad Trio, all caps. Audacity. For 10% off your final order, make sure you also go to themadtrio.com to check out the feed. You check out Facebook. We are all over all social media. And as always, thank you for listening. Goodbye.